It is truly shocking to see war breaking out in Europe. Our hearts go out to the many thousands of families whose loved ones are being killed or maimed by the Russian attack on Ukraine. It is deeply saddening to see tens of thousands of people fleeing the conflict, often split from their loved ones, who are staying on to fight. On Agenda tonight, we consider the impact of this conflict on the Isle of Man and explore what meaningful actions we can take to help Ukraine. How does the Treasury Minister, David Ashford MHK, see this conflict impacting us here in the Isle of Man? It's absolutely devastating what we're seeing. It's an absolutely massive humanitarian disaster. Um, I don't think anyone expected in the 21st century that we'd actually be staring at this on the you know on the east of Europe. Um, the Isle of Man stands 100% uh, behind Ukraine. Um, we are mirroring the UK sanctions. Um, and obviously what we want to see is a peaceful resolution that allows the Ukrainian people um, to try and get back to some form of normality. You mentioned there the sanctions, uh, and obviously over the years the Isle of Man has often had fingers pointed at it in relation to Russian money. Um, various people from the, the the opposition, if they're if they're not already in jail, and, and some who already are in jail, um, have pointed to the Isle of Man and said, you know, one oligarch has been uh, using the Isle of Man to to um, bribe various politicians in in, in Russia. Um, There's been talk of uh, the aircraft registry, uh, oligarchs' planes being uh, uh, registered and this and that. The the Paradise Papers gave indication uh, to, to, to some of this as well. Uh, how do you how do you actually implement these sanctions? Because it's easy enough to say we're going to 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 get this money out of the Isle of Man, but um, it, it's not a much more difficult thing to do. I mean, we've got to be honest and say it's not always easy because you've got to ultimately trace the beneficial ownership. Now, there's ways and means within the financial system of actually doing that. Um, you mentioned there are a couple of examples that have come out over the years. We've got to get the um, the the separation, which hasn't always happened in the UK press, between money that is. Legal legally held and legally deposited and money that actually isn't um, where there's some issues or there's been some form of money laundering. Thankfully, the instances that have been linked to the Isle of Man where there's illegal activity have been very few and far between over the years. Um, A lot of, for instance, the Paradise Papers was exposing assets that were held um, around the world, but many of those assets around the world were actually held perfectly legally. It was just exposing the wealth of certain individuals and what they held and where. Um, But what we must do um, with our sanctions is ensure that these people, and they are very targeted sanctions against individuals and organisations, cannot use that money um, in a way that is inappropriate or be able to access those funds with what is going on in Ukraine. These are people who have actually caused a humanitarian disaster for the Ukrainian people and we need to ensure that they feel the pain of it as well. And it is, you know, it's it's, it's very hard to actually achieve that and I suppose possibly it, it calls into question the whole way in which uh, international finance is, is governed and perhaps that's a, a topic for a, a, another day um, but but there are other uh, aspects to this uh, which will impact on the people of the Isle of Man uh, I mean we've already seen energy prices uh, rocketing uh, there was an impact on the stock market which uh, seemed to have steadied itself but uh, it may well by the time this recording uh, uh, is broadcast uh, you know, there may be further disturbances um, 
are, are you worried uh, as Treasury Minister, having just announced your budget, uh, which already uh, was, was going to be a deficit budget, uh, are you worried about the impact this might have? Well, I made very clear during the budget that there are unknowns that we need to keep a tab on. Inflation is very much one of them. Um, that affects everyone. It'll inflate our cost of living if inflation continues down the route it has. Um, oil and um, gas is another one where we are seeing spikes in the market. The gas market particularly has been very volatile um, over the last week or so. There's been huge spikes in prices. So, for instance, when I looked this morning, it was the price was around about 30% up, but then several days days ago it had dropped 25% in one day so it's going up and down um, and that knocks other things as well so for instance at the moment we've seen 6.4% inflation for January but to put that into context 2.5% of that is airline travel alone um, and so actually if you strip airline travel out of our inflation figure for January inflation's actually 3.9 and the big reason being the fuel costs so if we do see escalating fuel costs that is going to be a driver of inflation um, and it is going to have an impact on all of us and of course one of the other areas that uh, will be impacted potentially is if if um, I mean we're just coming out of Covid and, and I think the hope was that we would have a few Two or, two or three good years to, to, to fully recover um, the uh, you know certainly the economic situation but um, one thing that uh, potentially is going to happen here is uh, falling off again in, in in sort of global trading and global output uh, potential downturn in the stock market which then sees our healthy reserves becoming less healthy but that's a kind of a short term hopefully a short term thing. Yes, uh, but also, of course, we've got to remember that um, the businesses out there in the island as well that operate, um, it could be the value of a business that actually goes down on the mm. stock market, etc. So it has other economic impacts, not just on government. Um, but in terms of the stock markets, they do seem to be steadying themselves over the last few days. Um, and I think actually there's a resolute will in the Western world um, to react to this crisis. So I think the stock markets are starting to price that in now um, and investors are actually realising that there is a resolute will to tackle this crisis and it's calming nerves a bit. And, and, and in terms of the Manx public, uh, you know, people will obviously be uh, reacting in various different ways. There's, there's two or three um, ways already been identified. People are collecting um, for uh, Ukraine, collecting items to send. There's um, people suggesting that the British Red Cross Ukraine appeal is another way in which people can um, support the, the, the situation. Um, but, but there will be other ways that, um, whether they like it or not, Manx people are going to have to support this, and that is potentially going to be significantly increased uh, fuel prices. So fuel is an issue. It was an issue even before um, this crisis. And I've always been quite clear as Treasury Minister that we do need to keep an eye on fuel crisis, uh, prices. Um, I'm, I've got a question in House of Keys tomorrow um, on Tuesday that I'll be um, looking to answer for Chris Thomas in relation to what we are doing. But it is something that we have to keep at the front of our mind, particularly um, as we're still in February at the moment, and particularly those who are vulnerable in society who really just can't absorb any increased costs. And, and again, in, in most people in the Isle of Man would, will probably be able to ride this, this latest particular uh, storm. Uh, but, but clearly there are people who tiny changes in, in, in prices are going to have quite a dramatic impact on, on their ability to survive. Uh, are you c convinced that there's enough 
there by way of support to help uh, people. Uh, would you uh, consider uh, potentially uh, introducing new measures if things turn out a lot worse than, than they, they currently are? Well, I made a very clear commitment in the budget that we would be continuing to monitor the situation. Um, as part of the budget, I announced that we would be doing the additional winter fuel payment for those on low incomes. That's this year not just been for benefit recipients, but also those with incomes just above the benefit threshold. So we've actually looked to widen that out and support. In total, that's £200 um, for those who actually get the full benefit, and then it was on a sliding scale below that. But for those in receipt of the £200, that covers the full cost um, in terms of percentage of increase in bills and for those that get the normal winter fuel allowances that on top as well so we have been trying to help we haven't gone down the same route as the UK has of actually saying we'll do loans um, because certainly from my point of view I don't see how loans work if you've got someone on low income the last thing you want to do is be saying well actually have it now and then put yourself in debt longer term to the government I don't think the loan system works in that sense so we've made direct support to those who are the most vulnerable. So people looking at all this, uh, the, the, the sort of the tragic stuff that's coming out of Ukraine at the moment, uh, uh, following the news, um, will already be quite distraught and, and upset at what they're seeing. Um, but particularly what you're saying for people on low incomes in the Isle of Man, that uh, they shouldn't be reassured. Oh, well, I don't know. Are you saying this, uh, that they should be reassured uh, that Alaman uh, government is monitoring this and hope, hopefully will step in if, if necessary? Well, we are monitoring it. And like I say, we need to see which way the impact goes. Um, obviously, what's happening in Ukraine, as I've said, it's a humanitarian disaster. And we never thought we'd be seeing that in 2022, um, right on the uh, outskirts of Europe, um, and it and you know we need to be resolute in this. We recognise you know the measures we take of sanctions against Russia, etc., will have an impact. It will on all countries across the world, um, but we have to be resolute on this and actually stand up to what has been unacceptable behaviour. Are our values, the the values of of, of the West of of Europe, are, are they worth fighting for? I believe so. I think if you don't fight for your values, what's the point of having them? Um, is there, you know, is it really a value if you're not willing to stand up and be counted? So we do recognise, and we've got to be honest, there will be some pain, particularly potentially around fuel. Um, but we do have to fight for our beliefs. We do have to support those in need, and no one is in more desperate need now at this current moment in time than the Ukraine. And is there anything? that the Isle of Man government can do directly. I mean, obviously, uh, sending our fisheries patrol vessel over there is probably not going to help, but, but things uh, are, are there other things uh, that Isle of Man government can do to, to help directly that uh, are being considered? Yes, I don't think the Baru will be going out anytime soon, but um, but no, um, there is there's things we can look at, um, which we are currently looking at. I can't go into too much detail at the moment, but how we can help to support um, those who are in dire need out there. And like I say... Any issues we may experience off the back of this is absolutely nothing compared to the issues those poor people out there are experiencing. That was Treasury Minister David Ashford, MHK. Former MHK Peter Caron was banned from the building for daring to stand up to the Chinese ambassador over Tibet. So how does he see this playing out? Make sure that we try and lessen the easiness for the regime in Russia to carry on. At the end of the day, you know, in my opinion, you've got to treat them all as as the same because it's a kleptocracy. There is no there is no real rule of law there. 
at the end of the day, there is no justice there at all in so many points. And you know, um, I think we, let's take the let's take the high ground. You know what I mean? Um, the problem you've got is that people have got fat on this sort of industry, and we need to we need to be looking at other ways of creating the economic uh, strength in the islands economy from other areas. So, I mean, when you say this industry, it's the the finance industry, I suppose you're talking about. Well, and I'm talking about the shipping register and the and the thing. At the end of the day, they might not be directly involved with Putin's regime, but they can't exist. Uh, on, if they fall out of out of line with with the likes of Putin, and we should be people we know as a small nation, just like Ukraine is a small nation compared to the former Soviet Union, which is what Putin's after, is the fact that we should be with shoulder to shoulder with other small nations, even though it's massive compared to us. Uh, but in in perspective, it is. And I think we, we need to be starting to show the island's been allowed to become a dirty word. I was horrified a few years ago when I had a friend of mine whose husband worked in the finance sector and she wanted to come back to the island. And the husband said, well, if I go and get into the finance sector in the Isle of Man, I'll never get a decent job back in banking in the UK. And it's annoying because the fact is a damn sight more dirty money going through New York and London than ever has gone through the Isle of Man in any proportion. And it is fair to say that uh, the Isle of Man government has done a, a fair bit uh, in terms of uh, improving the, uh, the, the, the or cleaning up the, 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 the perhaps the, the poor reputation of the uh, fire. I, think, I don't think they have really. I think they've been quite schizophrenic as far as who they pick on. Um, and in my opinion, that there needs to be a review of the Financial Services Authority, it's called now, isn't it? Um, um, because I don't think there is a, con- a consistent approach. Uh, and I'd like to see whether that uh, stands up to scrutiny. And, and But having a, a slight committee of Timbald doing it is just a joke. And, and you famously uh, took on the Chinese, didn't you? Uh, and uh, you, I was you, thrown out of my own building <laughs> by my colleagues. It was a disgusting act, you know. I mean, as a poisonous mushroom, I was described as the ambassador to the Chinese ambassador did. But the reality is, we've got to get more principle back in, and we've got to get away from anything goes as far as money. That was former Onken MHK Peter Caron. Phil Crane is the convener of Manx organisation TaxWatch. I asked him whether the Isle of Man government mirroring international sanctions makes much difference. It's absolutely vital. I think it's good to see that the Isle of Man government has followed suit very promptly to echo the UK's sanctions in terms of asset freezes, and I'm very pleased to see that. Um, The Ukraine conflict will put considerable impetus um, behind uh, anti-money laundering efforts by the UK government. It it will be under pressure internationally to show that it's doing something. Um, London being a notorious playground for those Kremlin-affiliated oligarchs. Um, And it's likely to affect the Isle of Man because they, in turn, will will put pressure on on us and there will be international pressure on us too. The Isle of Man and, of course, other Crown dependencies are favoured by um, the politically connected families and tycoons around the world as conduits of 
opaque financial flows where we can't see what's going on, um, notably into the UK, um, as facilitators of tax dodging, but also of, of corporate secrecy. And and you know, the Isle of Man over recent, uh, oh, possibly over the last decade, um, certainly uh, has, has done a lot uh, to move away from you know, the secrecy nature of, 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 of finance um, and has seen at least to be at the forefront of, of uh, trying to uh, improve transparency. Uh, is that fair, would you say? Yes, I think progress has been made over the last uh, d- decade or two. I mean, we, we've we've seen commitment steps forward. Um, we saw significantly um, a commitment by um, Mr. Quayle, the previous chief minister in 2019, I think it was, to, to bring in a... A register showing the uh, the corporate ownership, um, the beneficial ownership of all companies on the Manx register um, by the end of 2023. That was a provisional commitment. It was subject to the way that, uh, that what would be the international norms at the time. Um, but I think in a way this uh, th- th- this crisis now um, will make it very difficult for us to to wiggle out of that. But no, there have been certainly um, progress over the last uh, the last decade. Um, but there's still there's still I would argue much much work to do. Uh, the Isle of Man uh, inconveniently does have form when it comes to dealing with 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 Russian oligarchs, um, and some of the um, the guys who were named in the UK sanctions list last week, and indeed in the Manx one that that, that followed quickly on that, um, were uh, tycoons who have been. Uh, given by the Isle of Man uh, the VAT refunds on the imported jets, which was exposed notably in the uh, the Paradise Papers. I mean, the, the headline uh, grabber was Lewis Hamilton at the time, I'm sure many will remember. But also we had the Rotenberg brothers last week, um, Arkady and his brother Boris. They were both named on the sanctions list. They were given uh, um, a, a VAT refund on their planes imported um, into the EU via the Isle of Man. Um, they're, they're well known, this pair. Um, Arkady is, is Putin's uh, confidant and judo partner. Um, they were both childhood friends of Putin, very, very close links. Um, and, and they, as I say, were included on the sanctions list. Not included on that sanctions list was Oleg Deripaska. Uh, now he was on has been on the U.S. sanctions list since 2018, um, and and I noticed that he's also on the list of um, Alex uh, Navalny, who's the Russian opposition leader, who has come up with his own list of 35 Russians who he thinks are close to Putin, who should face international sanctions. Now Deripaska is one of those 35, but not yet sanctioned um, by the U.K. Um, he's an aluminium magnate. Um, he's got a um, 45% ownership in a company called EN+. Um, he was sanctioned in the US in 2018 for, for money laundering, um, extortion, racketeering, threatening lives of business rivals, illegal wiretapping, a government official. There's a lot of evidence there to suggest he should be on the list. He was also given a VAT refund on the plane. Now, there's a difference between VAT refunds given by the Isle of Man Customs and Excise liberally, um, I suppose in the Paradise Papers, and the planes that are on the 
Manx register, aircraft register. They're overlapping circles. One doesn't imply the other. And I think one useful thing we could do now is to scour our Manx aircraft and ship registers to see if any of these names, it's unlikely that they'll come up as names, but any of their corporate structures are involved and have planes on on either of those yacht or aircraft registries. The, there's also, um, the EU have imposed a travel ban um, on, on the individuals, but separately they've imposed bans over the airspace of almost all um, Europe now um, uh, for commercial aircraft but wouldn't it be great if we if we found someone on the Manx register who we could deregister and if the plane's not registered anywhere then it can't fly so this would be a very effective way I would suggest of trying to um, to take the keys out of their aircraft engines um, uh, that, that, that we could usefully do. We, we often hear um, particularly in relation to the likes of climate change, that uh, the Isle of Man's too small, it's not going to make that much mm, of a difference. Mm. Um, does the same apply in relation to international finance? Uh, I would argue that the Isle of Man punches well above its weight um, c- compared to, 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 to climate change. You know, there is that argument, which I believe is fallacious, that it doesn't matter what we do, we're too small. Um, that You can't say that for international finance. We, 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 are, we are a player, especially when it comes to offshore finance and opaque financial flows. We, we punch well above our weight, uh, I have to say. And I think these are areas we can do. There's also the, the role um, that the Isle of Man has played and does play in, uh, in Manx companies being used by oligarchs the world over to purchase properties in the UK, particularly in the city of Westminster and uh, Mayfair, Chelsea. Um, these are notorious playgrounds for them. Um, th- there was a, an expose of the Angolan uh, heiress, Christina Dos Santos, the daughter of the previous president, um, when Manx Company w- was shown to be um, used by her in buying her 13 million Kensington mansion. Um, I'd be I'd be surprised if Russians weren't involved in 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 that too. So um, so I mean it sounds from, from the way you're talking that uh, if we do impose the sanctions to the level that uh, you know it, it, certainly we we meet the spirit as well as the letter of the sanctions. Uh, this is going to have a, a very big impact on the uh, viability of our finance industry. Quite possible for, 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 for certain sectors of it. Much of what goes on in, in the Isle of Man is, is perfectly legitimate in the finance sector, but there are rotten apples, and it's just not... It, it's, it may be a few that, that, that are still there. I mean, in just in... Uh, I think it was November 2021, just, just gone, the, the, our regulator, the FSC, you know, imposed a quarter of a million fine on Bridgewaters in Victoria Street. Now they've got they've got links with with Russians, so you know something is being done. Um, but yeah, we, we 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 do have those links here, and I think this would be a um, uh, this is where the rubber hits the road. It's all very well pr- producing the legislation and the, um, the 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 architecture that goes with reporting, so that financial firms have to report them to the regulator. Um, but this is now putting into practice. This is where the rubber hits the road. I think at this time too, we've all got to look at ourselves and and step up to what is what is required of us. We've we've seen um, sacrifices being made. We're not being shot at in the in the streets of Kiev, um, but we have seen um, uh, great solidarity and, and and other financial sacrifices being made. We've seen BP sell its twenty percent stake in uh, Rosnes, the, the the gas giant. We've seen. 
um, that the Germans forego the gas coming through on the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. And I think we have to ask ourselves um, what, what we can do. And I think we, and yes, there might be an economic price to pay. The impact of the conflict will undoubtedly be felt in the Isle of Man. The minister has given us reassurance that government will step in to help people in need, but I suppose we should be grateful that our sacrifices are small compared with those of the people of Ukraine. This programme is available as a podcast which you can access from Manx Radio's website. Please get in touch with me, Phil Gorn, at manxradio.com if you have any thoughts or views on the programme. But for now, I'm Phil Gorn. Guramayu. Thanks for listening. <laughs>